Well, it'll just be you, me, and Nick. Spencer, you always get all the answers. Colin McLaughlin, this is literally the sports doctor, guys. It's time for the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Let's mix it up with a breakdown of some local, regional, and national sports with Spencer Dupuis, Nick Verzellini, and Colin McLaughlin. Good afternoon and welcome into this September 22nd edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Spencer Dupuis, Nick Verzellini, Colin McLaughlin, happy to have you with the show brought to you in part by the Brown Funeral Home and Cremations, Robert Fields and Sons, a family-owned full-service funeral home that has proudly served our area since 1880. We'll get right into it today. Our own Dylan Bishop joining us on the phone now as we've got volleyball on TV 10 tonight. Our, well, now we're going to, I think, go like five weeks straight with uh, Tuesday and Thursday matchups. Uh, Washington hosting Martinsburg tonight. Dylan, how are you doing today? I'm doing well, Spencer. How are you doing? Pretty good. Uh, you got another volleyball matchup tonight. You and Jim will be on the call, 545 pregame, 6 p.m. JV action, and then after 7 p.m. for varsity on TV 10 and WRNR TV on YouTube. What are you looking forward to in this one? I, I think what this match is really going to do is it's going to be a big telling point for how Martinsburg's season is going to go at this point because they started off pretty well, but they've been – in kind of a funk recently. I think they're now up to having lost six of their last seven, seven of their last nine. And they really just, on that game Tuesday against Musselman, it, it, they didn't put up much of a fight, uh, you know, only getting 20 points combined in the first two sets. And it was, so this is a team that uh, in Washington that they're going to face tonight that they should be able to win this game. Uh, like they started off the season winning this game at home, three sets to nothing. So if they can come out here tonight and do the same sort of thing, I think that can really get them back on track. But if they kind of struggle, give up a set or two to Washington or even lose this game, then that's really a bad sign for the rest of their season. Dylan, First time we get to see uh, Washington, or no, not the first time, but what do you think they'll be able to do differently this time around? Um, I think it'll be, it's just a tough situation with uh, Washington. They don't. They didn't have a lot established coming into this season. They have a first-year head coach in Angel Rivera, and they have an assistant coach who is, is really kind of working as almost a graduate assistant that still is a student at Shepherd University, even. So it's it's a young, developing team. Not a whole lot of seniors on this team, or just three seniors overall. And Gabby Stein, Mika McAvoy, and Elizabeth Vihalis. And I think overall, it's just really they're in a growing uh, stage. There's a saying in college football media Sometimes a coach comes into a year in year zero instead of year one to basically say you need one year to kind of not put any expectations on them, just kind of let them do their thing. And then the second year is when you can really start evaluating what's going on. I think Washington's in that sort of situation. So that's part of the reason where Martinsburg can come into this game and hopefully you're able to set things right and do kind of what you were able to do in the beginning of the season against Washington. 
Well, Dylan, first of all, I'd like to say uh, thanks for asking Colin and I how we were doing when you joined the show. You just asked Spencer. But uh, in terms of the matchup tonight, uh, what's your thoughts on, I guess, how Washington could potentially do better than they did in that first game? I know we weren't there for the game, but uh, if you were able to look at any numbers or anything, um, what do you think they could do tonight to potentially make it a closer uh, match? Well, first of all, Nick and Colin, I hope you're both doing well. So I think, you know, maybe Spencer's just the one I'm not so sure about if he's doing well so uh, all the time. You know, I got to ask him a little more. He's got, some, he's got a lot of responsibilities on his hands. But in terms of Washington, I think a lot of it comes down to a lot of the things that, you know, our guy Jim Klein will talk about on the, the broadcast with really every game. It's a lot of serve-receive, first contact, and not giving the other team a lot of free balls. I think Jim was telling us, uh, you know, after we had completed our post game coming into uh, coming out of the Muscleman Martinsburg game on Tuesday, that Martinsburg is a team that is going to give you a lot of free balls, or at least they have been recently. And Washington is a team that that's kind of the thing that they are able to take advantage of, if nothing else. Obviously, they've struggled this year, not too much going on. So it's it's going to be a situation where this might be. The kind of thing where Martinsburg weakness, Martinsburg's weaknesses are the exact counter that goes into Washington's strengths. So if they can play into that and get do something with those free balls that Martinsburg can give them, then they might be able to improve, take some sets, maybe win this game if Martinsburg is just really that down in a funk and can't get out of it. Dylan, I mentioned kind of right at the top that uh, this is kind of the first week of these two games, Tuesday and Thursday, here going forward. Uh, what, what are you looking forward to the rest of this volleyball season, which seems like about halfway through now? I'm looking forward to seeing Hedgesville when we finally get around to it. I know on Tuesday we get the first matchup between Muffman and Hedgesville, the state championship final uh, rematch. So that's a team that we haven't gotten to see in person so far. And obviously they lost their best player, Skylar Yates, last year, uh, from last year. So that's what I'm looking forward to. And I want to see how Musselman looks against them, see if Musselman is in that sort of you know, state championship repeat you know, kind of form, especially this early into the season, and see how it continues. And then I want to see who is emerging in that second tier after Hedgesville and Musselman. We thought maybe it'd be Martinsburg with how they started the season, but now they're starting to struggle a little bit. They lost to Spring Mills. Spring Mills might be that third team in the EPAC. So we'll see. I think those are the teams to watch. And then obviously the development of Jefferson and Washington, Washington with their first-year coach. And you know Jefferson is still in the same kind of boat as Washington where they have some developing to do. So overall, I think those are the kind of things to watch out for the rest of the season. Dylan, this is your first year doing play-by-play for volleyball for, so what have you enjoyed the uh, most about your new role? I've Volleyball is just really fun to watch. It's a big, it's a really fun environment, especially when you have student sections at the game that are you know, really into the game. It's it's a fun back and forth kind of game, fast paced, uh, kind of like basketball is in that way. So, 
it, those are the kind of things I got some experience in this, you know, watching uh, Shepherd University volleyball. A friend of mine played. I got the. I pretty much have watched every Shepherd volleyball game uh, from the 2019 year where they were really successful, and into 2020 and 2021. So now to kind of really dive into it and see an entire conference play out at the high school level has been fun to see some of the top players and these top teams, such, you know, Musselman has been incredibly impressive and they have the state player of the year in Hannah Howard. So, and then to see, you know, what it's like at every level of volleyball teams that are that state championship level teams that are kind of in the middle, some teams that are still developing. It's given me a better idea of the entire range of what volleyball can be. All right, Dylan, question for you outside of volleyball. We know you're a big WWE guy. So, or not so much WWE, but <laughs> wrestling, right? But, well, you know, I, yeah. keep up, I keep up with it, you know. I, I saw that Logan Paul is going to fight Roman Reigns for the Undisputed Universal Championship. Logan Paul's already getting a title push. What, what's your thoughts? <laughs> so, my, so not only is he getting a, a championship match, the, the match is taking place in Saudi Arabia, which is something they've been doing like twice a year uh, for the last couple years. So very interesting venue for this match. I mean, it's it's obviously it's one of those things where uh, Roman Reigns, the champion, has been champion for two years straight. He's kind of running out of people to face, and they don't want to take the championship off of him because he's clearly the biggest star that they have. So they're giving him some new and interesting opponents. Logan Paul, obviously, it's garnered enough buzz for you to ask me on the sports mix here, and it's I. It should be. It's one of those things where it's so intriguing that you kind of have to seek it out just to see what it looks like. Because Logan Paul, I believe, had two matches in WWE, and he's looked good in both of them. He's actually like really athletic and seems to be picking up on on the trade pretty quickly. Was that it, Dylan? Is that all you had, or did you cut out there? I think that's. Uh, that's it. Yep. All right. Uh, since we haven't had you on the show all week, you've been busy at your other job. Uh, what What's your thoughts going into this game tomorrow night? Leave a little bit for the pregame show, but just uh, people's your thoughts uh, for this Hedgesville Martinsburg game tomorrow on Martinsburg's homecoming. Well, it's starting to get interesting when we've uh, received some of the depth charts we're getting in terms of injuries. The injuries are starting to pile up a little bit for the Bulldogs. But obviously coming off of this game last week that they just had and getting handed this big loss, uh, this is going to be the definition of a kind of get-right game where Martinsburg is going to be angry. They're going to come out uh, very motivated to get things going. It looks like Martinsburg might have some changes on the offensive line, at receiver, running back, quarterback even, so it's, uh, the entire strategy might have to be flipped around. So I'm intrigued to see what the game plan ends up looking like on the field. And also that for on the Hedgesville side, I, this is a team that Hedgesville, we've as we've seen through the early parts of the season, might be the second best team in the EPAC as the way things are shaking out. Might be a top ten team in the state. Uh, so with Jackson Rowest, a quarterback who looked very impressive in that first game of the year we had against Washington, and a completely different offense. So I'm not going to sit here and say I expect Hedgesville to win. I have no idea how close I uh, really can expect this to be with the injuries and you know 
just the Hedgesville having such a different offense than they've had the last few times that they've been playing Martinsburg. But I think it's there's a lot of intrigue on both sides to see how they how both of these teams stack up against each other and how they stack up against themselves for from the beginning of the year, last year, and for the rest of this year. All right, Dylan, so we'll save the rest for the pregame show tomorrow. 6 p.m. pregame show, 7 p.m. kickoff between Hedgesville and Martinsburg. Uh, but tonight, a 545 pregame show, TV 10, WRNR TV on YouTube for JV volleyball action and varsity. That's at 6 o'clock for JV after 7 for varsity as Martinsburg travels to Washington. Thanks for the time, Dylan. We'll see you later today. All right, see you guys soon. All right, Dylan Bishop, TV 10 volleyball play-by-play broadcast. We'll bring you guys back in here. Uh, just quick thoughts on tonight's matchup before we hit the break again. It'll be interesting to see uh, the difference between how Martinsburg is this time around against Washington without uh, Chacon in the lineup because we saw Tuesday she is unfortunately in a boot and on crutches, and that's a uh, starter yeah. typically for Martinsburg. So I should be able to get the job done, but how much her absence affects them for however long she's out, we didn't get official word from Coach Nelson on if it's a season-ending injury or if she will be able to come back or not, but we'll have to wait and see. All right, Nick, any thoughts? I was just going to say I thought at times Martinsburg did some good things against Musselman in that game. Um, While they didn't win a set, they definitely showed some good fight, so – uh, more evenly matched game tonight against Washington, a good opportunity for Martinsburg to get back in the win column. Um, but it's going to be an interesting matchup, and we'll see if maybe Washington can it's pick up a win be. tonight as well. I think both these teams are relatively evenly matched, and the way Martinsburg's kind of been trending, it might be a competitive uh, volleyball match tonight. So looking forward to it. All right, well, again, 545 pregame with Dylan and Jim. 6 p.m. for JV, 7 p.m. for Varsity on TV 10, WR and RTV on YouTube as Washington hosts Martinsburg. That'll do it for this segment of the Sports Mix. Brought to you in part by Hagerstown Ford, revolutionizing the car buying experience. Buy your next vehicle online. They'll deliver it to you. If you don't like it, they'll take it back. Go to HagerstownFord.com for more on the side of this break. We'll talk some high school football. We'll hear from head coach of the Spring Mills Cardinals, Josh Sims. And we'll talk some college football, Shepard and WVU. That's next after this two-minute break. You're tuned to the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and 210. You're tuned in to the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Do you remember the 21st night of September? Yeah, on the 22nd today. So yeah, I don't remember. We had a little bit of controversy on whether or not to play that today. Well, because no, because do you listen, remember, listen. Or do you play it yes. when it's the day off? No, you play it. Do you remember the 21st night of September? I remember my night last night. Got it. We got a night off of calling games. I don't remember last night at all. It was a wild night. <laughs> I got to watch one of my favorite shows. For some reason, shows I don't believe back. that. It's a wild night of playing video games, right? I didn't play video games last night. Oh. I don't know what I did. 
He That's doesn't bad. remember. I don't remember. It's pretty bad. I'm just kidding. Uh, I watched Andor. Episodes one. Forgot three. to watch it. Was it good? So, eh, it was all right. I watched yeah. uh, my favorite series is is back. You know, it's you know those primetime shows are, are starting to come back this yeah, week. Survivor yeah. came back last night. So uh, I nah, nah, not a Survivor guy. I'm a one Chicago guy. Chicago okay. Fire, Chicago PD. It's back. Chicago mm-hmm. night. It's a big night. Yeah, Wednesday night's big night on NBC. If you ever tune in, they got like the highest ratings on Wednesdays ever. More than Survivor. I don't know how Survivor's still a show. They need to put that on it's like a good show. I think they should put that on like Paramount Plus. Did you see that? Some of these uh, shows that are on the primetime spots. I like how you're insulting Survivor right now. <laughs> and all this the greatest go game over show. Facebook. Period. Spencer. Oh, no. Spencer. This is great quality oh, content. No, I was too busy thinking about the being the 21st night of September. And it didn't even play on TV or Facebook. It didn't. Oh, so man. we won't remember because nobody will be able to archive on Facebook what we talked about. Yeah, I guess you're right. Dang it. I messed up. I was too, wanting to talk about the 21st night of September. All right, we've got stuff to get into. Uh, we Yesterday, we caught up with head coach for the Spring Mills Cardinals, Josh Sims. It's their bye week this week, but Coach Sims is taking a different approach to this bye week. Uh, here's the full interview. As I'm now joined on the program by the Spring Mills football head coach, Josh Sims. And Coach Sims, last week, a tough loss against Jefferson. You guys were shut out, but what did you like from your team as a whole in the game? 34 nothing score really isn't indicative of how that game was. Um, you know, our defense played very, very well. Um, you know, uh, you know, most of that game was, was a 14 nothing you know, dogfight. And, you know, we just couldn't get anything going uh, offensively. And, you know, like we've talked about all year in regards to this team this year is is we loved uh, the fight they had. Um, we, we loved their effort, effort, and, and you know they played hard. So uh, once again, you know when, when you can do things like that, you're, you're giving your, yourself a chance, you know, to win football games, but also you know improve, you know, as a young football team. What are uh, some of those things that your team needs to improve on? Well, you, you, once again, you know the, the two the two keys in, in, in our victories um, was you know. Uh, you know, executing offensively in regards to, to blocking. And, you know, that goes uh, from offensive linemen to, uh, you know, receivers and, and as well as backs on some of these quarterback runs. So, you know, right now the big key for us is, is, is getting it done, executing, um, you know, uh, the blocking scheme and, and, you know, winning up front. And, and any football team you, you ever talk about, uh, you know, that, that's why the, the saying is, you know, you, you, win, you win the game in the trenches. So, you know, it's one of those things, uh, you know, the key for us is, is being consistent and, you know, executing our blocking scheme and, once again, playing good defense. And, you know, that's something uh, we've been very happy with this year. You know, our, our, our teams play very well on the defensive side of the ball. Um, but, you know, once again, you know, we we got we got to block up front, establish a run game, and play good defense. This week you guys have your bye week, so what will be uh, going on practice-wise for you guys to be focused in on this week? Well, you know, once again, you know, we kind of told our kids at the beginning beginning of this week, uh, we're not going to treat this as a bye week. We're going to treat this as a get better week. Uh, you know, uh, we talked about it a lot this year. You know, we're a very young team. You know, we got we got you know two seniors uh, contributing. Um, uh, a third, if, if you know, you add, add the kicker in there, so three. Um, so it's one of those things where, where we're in a development mindset. So you know, when we have these mistakes, and you know, we have these tough games, we got to approach it through the right lens and and work on developing on, on on you know what we need to work on. And this week, right now, for us, the big thing is is uh you know sustaining blocks, 
uh, you know, getting some drive on the, get, getting some drive as well. Um, and, you know, once again, we're a young team. we got guys going both ways. So we got to make sure, you know, we get our conditioning in and stay in, sh- in shape on the off week. And then after the uh, bye week, you guys will play Hedgesville at Hedgesville. Um, and then this week they take on Martinsburg. So will you be at the uh, game kind of just scouting next week's opponent? Oh, of course. And, you know, that's a, a good EPAC game. Uh, you know, you, you, you kind of get, get two for one. You can see Martinsburg and, and Hedgesville. And then you also see some good high school football. Um, so yeah, you know, my, myself and, and some of our staff, you know, will be there Friday night. Final thoughts, coach? Uh, no, you know, uh, I would say the biggest the biggest thing is is that we're happy with with the effort our kids have been given, um, and again, that they're uh, right now their dedication to uh, you know developing, getting better each week. All righty, thank you, coach, and take care of this week. All right, thanks, man. Talk to you next week. All right, that was head coach for the Spring Mills Cardinals, Josh Sims. Uh, Colin caught up with him yesterday after the show. And I think that when you have a young team, it's all about buying in. And, you know, it could have been bad after week one. They lost 27 nothing. They got shut out to Musselman. But they still, you know, they continued to fight. They beat Washington 17-14 to on a last-second field goal. Then they uh, then they beat South Hagerstown 48-28. to And then, you know, they got shut out again against Jefferson. But I think the fact that, that the players are still there and that they're – you know they're a young team. They know that they're a young team. It's not like they're frustrated because that it's their last season of high school football. Or you know, I think that you've got a b- team to build here, and I think that the way that Coach Sims is, is speaking goes to show that he's in it for the long haul, and that this team is getting better slowly each week. Yeah, I don't think they'll be a contender this year, but it does seem like Spring Mills is taking the right steps forward to be one of those teams that in the next couple of years could finish in the top 10 in the state and be, you know, one of the better teams in the area. Um, this year, it's going to be tough for them to do that. They still have the chance to potentially be a playoff team at the end of the year if they can put some things together. Um, but it definitely has been uh, a growing year. I think last year was a good growing year for them. They're just so young and, and not quite – you know, the difference between, you know, a sophomore and a junior and senior in high school is, is a big difference. So as those kids get bigger, stronger, faster, um, they're going to continue to get better and be a team to look out for next year, I really think. But not quite this year. Uh, but it is good to see that their program, those kids are sticking with it and they're continuing to, you know, put together uh, competitive weeks. Yeah, I agree that the future is bright at spring mills and if they continue to buy into the program i think the uh, future can just become brighter and brighter as the years roll along it might not be this year for spring mills but the next year or the year after that when uh max anderson in his senior year leading the team at that quarterback spot they have a pretty solid chance of being a contender within the state yeah, and you know it's crazy to think they're zero and two at home and two and zero on the road. That <laughs> it's is just weird. a weird oddity. I mean, it yeah. just depends on who you play. Yeah, I mean, it's it's really dependent on who they play because they had their two EPAC or two of the three EPAC games so far at home with Musselman and Spring or Jefferson, who are you know they they've got two really good teams. Two of the yeah two of the better teams in the EPAC and in the state. I mean, they're both in the playoffs right now. Yes, that is true. And you know when you go look at their schedule. It, it's kind of 
the way that it shapes out is they've got a pretty hard home schedule. Yeah, they got to play Martinsburg at home, and they got to play University at home. So they might not win a game at home this year. It's weird to say, yeah, because they got Albert Gallatin away, they got North Hagerstown away, they got Frankfurt away, they got Hedgesville away, and they have Martinsburg and University at home. And those are the only ones left. Yeah, those are the only home games left. So they have four home, six away. That's the way that they're, Martinsburg had last year. I yeah, mean, that's no, just the I, way I that just they're home. That's didn't you know when you, when you only play five EPAC games. Is it five EPAC games? Four E. Five. Five EPAC games. You got five other games on the schedule. <laughs> Yeah, was, we're just laughing because we're like, come on, numbers. Man, you it's that. the it's you know not, I was never a math major. I was a broadcaster. Six is a large number, one. Spencer. Yeah, you're right. All right, what? <laughs> but it's just weird to say they're zero and two at or at home and they're two zero on the road, and they could be really good on the road this year. They could. I mean, they're they're more winnable games appear to be on the road, but you never know what can happen uh, in high school football. So. You just got to take it one week at a time if you're Spring Mills. And this is a good opportunity for them to get that scouting in in person uh, with the bye week this week and the ability to go watch both Hedgesville and Martinsburg yeah. on Friday night. And another big game around the state, Musselman hosting number two Morgantown. Uh, that is the Metro News game of the week. What game yeah. did you say that it's was? It's a good Sorry. one. Musselman number two Morgantown yeah. Yeah. at number six Musselman. Uh, that'll be a good one this week, and I think it'll be a test to see it's kind of the first real, I don't know necessarily real is the right game. word. It's their first home game. And, you know, we talked to Coach Brian Thomas at the beginning of the year, and the way that he puts the schedule together is. This is Antonelli's cheese. Sorry, I apologize for <laughs> Max Prep screwing me over Getting again. Us hungry again, Antonelli's cheese. Um, <laughs> you know, they had, they, they had three of their five EPAC games in the first three weeks, and then they played Sharando in Virginia. Excuse me. And now you've got this tough stretch of Morgantown. Hedge, I'd say tough when you're going to play Hedgesville, Wheeling Park, Bridgeport. They played Martinsburg, obviously. Yeah, yeah. But I'm saying, like, you've got a tough stretch towards the end of the year. And, you know, see how this game against Morgantown goes. And it could definitely put some confidence in the Appleman. Well, I think that the Appleman are already confident. Yes. Uh, because they, we saw they that. were road warriors for the first four weeks and went three and one. Yeah. And we saw that in the preseason that they had a lot of big dreams this season they want to achieve a lot they believe that they can be that you know top five team again in the state that they were a few years ago so uh the confidence isn't an issue for Musselman the only issue could be is that they just have a really tough schedule which could set them back a little bit uh in the win column but I think that this team has proven at this point to be one of the better teams in the state so I'm believing in Musselman from here on out and I think they do have a good chance of getting to seven eight wins uh and being you know one of the better teams in the state when uh those final rankings come out I think this is a winnable game against Morgantown but it should be a very competitive game uh between these two teams but we've already seen Musselman win close games this year so uh looking forward to it for Musselman hopefully they can get that win and they're at home which will help uh because I'm sure their their crowd and their fans will be very excited to finally get a chance to see uh, Musselman at home. Yeah, that's that is definitely. I think there's going to be a big crowd out there at Waldeck Field. Uh, but our game for you will be a top ten matchup in the state, according to the SSAC. Number ten Hedgesville visiting number five Martinsburg. Both teams three and one, as uh, both teams really tied for first, I guess, in the EPAC standings just based upon games. I believe. I don't know. 
Well, they're both undefeated. Couple of them. Yeah. Yes, both undefeated. Both undefeated in the EPAC. Uh, yeah. Musselman would be no. Musselman has a loss to Martinsburg, so yeah, they'd yeah. be the two top teams. Uh, it'll be a big game. Uh, you know, unfortunately for Hedgesville, uh, this whole season they'll be without Kyle Whaley. Uh, kind of their big senior leadership. We had him on EPAC All Access. You know, feel for the kid, but uh, he has aspirations of playing college football, and believe uh, that could still be on the horizon. Yeah, we were told when we met with uh, Coach Faircloth that I think uh, either tomorrow or the this weekend uh, he'll be having surgery to try to yeah. injury to make sure that he can play collegiate football. So we wish uh, Kyle Whaley the best, and it's the next man up mentality for. Hedgesville in that situation as well because the uh, running back room for them has definitely taken a hit. It definitely has, but I think the thing... Not just him, though. There's been a couple injuries yes, as but well. My, so my whole why. point was, you know, it, it, you know, injuries are the most unfortunate thing that can happen to a team, especially a high school football team. But uh, in the grand scheme of things, Coach Faircloth and the whole coaching staff you know, kind of had the thing set up in, in the best way that they could is now they can open it up. They opened it up this season so far. They're running that spread style offense. So they don't have to lean on their running game as much as they did when they were running the hybrid wing. Yeah, that's the point that I was going to bring up is the good thing for Hedgesville is the fact that they can trust their quarterback in Jackson Ruest, who has a really strong arm and accurate uh, passer as well can move around in the pocket too and even scramble if he has to to make plays on his feet so he's a pretty solid reliable quarterback for them and because of the situation that they were in even though you could tell that they were already going to trust him and want to spread the ball out more I don't fully want to say that they were forced to do that because of the injuries they were probably already going to do that but it kind of led them that way even more because of those injuries and it's worked out yeah it, it definitely has worked out and you know to the martinsburg side of things you kind of heard the tease there uh from dylan when we had him on when we talked about this game what he was going to kind of point on during the pregame show uh you know for martinsburg depth will be tested this week and it's really been tested the last few weeks uh because of the injuries that happened in week one uh, but there are some more injuries and you know a lot of shakeup. Uh, on this, on the starters this week, and uh, I think that uh, the depth is truly going to be tested this week. I do too. I mean, I don't know, but they're going to be hungry. Yeah, that, <laughs> we're talking to Coach Sherman said today. It's a get right game after yeah. a tough loss at home. You're now facing a rival, so the determination to get a win and bounce back will definitely be there. I'm not too worried about the. Uh, depth for Martinsburg right now this week against Hedgesville it's just going to be will hopefully not obviously but will there be more injuries and are they deep enough for the future come playoff time I think they are I think everybody thinks they are and still can be the best team in the state of West Virginia but injuries add up and it's going to become tougher if that continues is all I'm saying yeah, it's I'd, still capable, I believe, but it's going to be tougher. And that you know, kind of that was what the mentality was last year. Next man up, and there was you know a, a few injuries. Some happened preseason, some happened in the middle of the season. Uh, but they definitely have that that line depth 
on the opposite side because, you know, this year has kind of been a tough one for Aiden Fleming. He's had, you know, a lot of stuff happening and, you know, hopefully he can get back on the field, but, you know, he was, didn't play. He was, he ended up playing the game on Friday, but he didn't finish the game last week. And uh, he was in street clothes, I believe, towards the end of the game. Uh, but Martinsburg, we'll get some more today from head coach Britt Sherman. We'll be out there right before practice. Um, but, uh, you know, well, I got, got an announcement, though, for this game. So if you're going to be at the game, which uh, definitely come out to the game, uh, it's going to be a big game between two cross-town or cross-county rivals. Uh, WVU tickets, our WVU tickets that we have uh, through our affiliation with the Mountaineers are being raffled off at this Friday's game uh, for the October 29th West Virginia versus TCU game. I believe they'll be at the Martinsburg Merchandise Tent. If that is wrong, Donna will send me a text. <laughs> uh, but if you want to go to the West Virginia game for free on October 29th against conference opponent TCU, come out to the game uh, tomorrow night and enter the raffle. Uh, that'll do it for this segment of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Orsini's Home Store. Not just an appliance store any longer. Cabinets and designer bedding, outdoor living, and its family-owned and operated right here in Martinsburg. Go to 360 Hack Wilson Way or go to com For more, we'll be back. Talk some college football here. Big matchup for the Mountaineers tonight. Talk about that and some more Shepherd stuff when we come back on today's edition of the Sports Mix in two minutes. Now, back to the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Spencer, Nick, and Colin hanging out with you today. Uh, we'll talk uh, some Shepherd football. We were out of practice yesterday, getting to some interviews. Uh, Nick, what's your uh, kind of interview situation? Or well, who'd you interview? You got to ta- preview them, tease them. Yeah, we talked to uh, Tyson Bajant and Devin Lynch yesterday. Tyson Bajant, buzz, buzz cut. Yeah, he's gone. Yeah. He walked in. He was walking from. Shaved it all uh, off. He was walking from near near where we broadcast the games coming down, and I looked over. I was like, is that Tyson? Because from far away, it looked like him, but I was like, he's shaved his head. That's not Tyson. I said, Nick, that's Tyson. And I said, maybe it's not Tyson. And then as he got closer, I was like, yeah, that's Tyson. <laughs> yeah, and uh, we talked to Tyson about – I didn't ask him about his hair because personally, I don't care. Yeah. But uh, – <laughs> Just didn't recognize him at first, thought it was him, but it wasn't. Yeah, no. uh, but we did ask him about his his game, obviously, obviously. And, and how he performed against Cal there down the stretch and how they were able to get that comeback victory and uh, talked about what they had to do this week against a team that's kind of had Shepard's number in terms of slowing down the offense, probably the most consistently out of any team uh, they've played in conference play, so... That's the main things we kind of went over with Tyson Bajan. And uh, Devin Lynch was a really good interview. Uh, his Honestly. His first time. Yes. He said he – I don't think he's ever been interviewed. That's what he had said, or at least he wasn't used to it, he said. But, yeah. uh, you know, that's a guy that converted from linebacker to defensive back when he came out of – and then Shepard moved him back to linebacker this year. He's filled a big role for them with Frankie Stevens and Chris Lane uh, departing. So he's kind of become uh, – a big part of their defense had 11 tackles on Saturday against Cal and uh, cuts down to a run-heavy team. So it's going to be important for those linebackers 
to make a lot of big plays. So that's kind of what we talked about yesterday. And I think he he was very uh, kind of upfront about the the defense being not experienced because of having all the young guys. Yeah, they're an inexperienced group. Um, but but they're learning on the fly. Yeah, and it's proven to not really be an issue so far. Uh, they're inexperienced. You know, they're making big plays when they have to. Uh, we've seen a lot of young guys step up and contribute. And I think the rotation of a lot of the position groups has been uh, really a benefit for Shepard that they can even go to that second D line that's more run-heavy oriented and, uh, you know, get some – same production you would get from the starters, which yeah. I think is is good to see when you have those uh, the ability to rotate key position groups like defensive line, like linebacker, where uh, those guys tend to you know, need the subs, and if you can keep them fresh, uh, it really gives you an advantage defensively. So, and going against the running game is going to be huge this week. Uh, you got the two guys from Cutstown have rushed for seven touchdowns this year. And uh, combined about over about 500 yards on the year. Uh, passing though, Donnie Blaine has uh, 23 of 49 with 283 yards, two touchdowns, and four picks. Yeah, I mean he only threw the ball six times yeah. in their win against Mercyhurst, but they put up 50 points. So yeah. I mean that shows the ability that Kutztown has to still move the football without an electric passing game. Uh, but Donnie Blaine, he ended up having to play in that playoff game a year ago. Eric Nickel, their starter, got hurt. Blaine comes in. He obviously started the game uh, pretty rough through a pick six. But after that, he made some big throws. Jerome Cap is a really good wide receiver. If they can get him the football, he can be a big playmaker for cuts down on the outside. So while their passing game is definitely not off to the best of starts, and they are a run-heavy team, and that is kind of what they want to do, uh, in this game against Shepard, I would think on Saturday is run the ball, control the clock, keep Tyson Bajan off the field. Um, from time to time, they have the ability to make big plays in the passing game, even though it hasn't really shown to this point. So we'll see uh, if things change on Saturday for the Golden Bears. But obviously, based on the first couple few games of the season, you do look at their numbers and you look at what's a quarterback, and you probably don't worry as much about the passing game, but you – can't overlook it because there is talent there on the outside like I said with Cap uh, if they can get him the football he can make some big plays and that's the point that I want to go off of a little while ago you said the success for Kutztown would be to keep Tyson off the field and that's kind of what we saw uh, Cal U find success in a little bit last week even though they eventually lost but I mentioned it to uh, Spencer I think it was in the third quarter at one point because it was when Shepard was down by uh, 10, and I look at the stats, and Cal U had 10 more minutes of uh, time of possession. So if yeah. Cutstown's able to do that, maybe even half a because Cal U obviously let that slip and allowed the time of possession to come back Shepard's way in the fourth, and that's what allowed the comeback. But if you can really work that clock and make each and every drive count in your favor – then Cudstown will be able to compete. But if Tyson's on the field, you got to like Shepard's chances each and every time. You definitely do. And just kind of where we are on time, we're going to step aside for a break. Then we come back, we'll wrap things up, talk WVU, and talk Steelers because they're on tonight too. Unfortunately, we will have the Mountaineer game, not the Steelers for those Steelers. Unfortunately, Unfortunately for the Steelers fans out there like Phil McCoy. 
He's a big Steelers fan. Unfortunately, we, he's going to be watching Musselman. Will uh, play tonight? No, I think they're off, right? I don't know. All right, well, that'll do it for this segment of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Parsons Ford, Kent Parsons Ford, and Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one first. Go to ParsonsFord.com for more. And this how this break again. We'll wrap things up on today's edition of the Sports Mix. Back in two minutes. It's the excitement of NCAA Division II football on TV10 featuring the Shepherd University Rams. This could be trouble. Ronnie Brown inside the 35. Cuts it back toward midfield. Ronnie Brown, you are ridiculous. Join us this Saturday, September 24th, for an NCAA Regional Championship rematch as the Rams travel to Kutztown, Pennsylvania to take on the Golden Bears. Kickoff is set for noon with pregame coverage beginning at 1130 on TV10 and WRNR-TV on YouTube. You're tuned in to the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Welcome back to this final segment of the Sports Mix for your September 22nd, 2022, brought to you in part by the Marius Group of uh, and Ameriprise Financial Advisors, John Everson and Phil McCoy. You can call Ameriprise Financial Services at 304-263-4343 or stop by their offices at 1270 Winchester Avenue right here in Martinsburg. Spencer, Nick, and Colin hanging out with you for about the next uh, five or so minutes here, about 1255 here Eastern Standard Time. We'll talk some uh, Mountaineers. They're in action tonight uh, on Thursday night, Battle for the Black Diamond Trophy at Virginia Tech in Blacksburg. We talked a little bit about yesterday and uh, kind of went to the tech side with Grant Wells and his bulletin board comments. Really, kind of. Kind of. I mean, kind you of. can make them but, if you uh, really want to. That game, 7.30 tonight. We'll have the pregame for you from the Mountaineer Sports Network starting at 4.30. Uh, Mountaineers favored by two and a half, I believe, yesterday? One and a half. I One and a half. Yesterday. So they've right. gained a... Yeah. They've gained it. That's weird. Are you hammering? I'm going to stick to, uh, I don't know if I'm hammering. I st- still am on the edge with this WVU team and debating on jumping off that edge or well, not. And I will if tell they get you, the win tonight, keep the Black Diamond Trophy, I'll be happy. I will tell you, they but, do uh, score 46 points a game. Exactly. Virginia Tech only scores 23.7. Uh, but Virginia Tech also has only allowed 12.3 points a game, while West Virginia has allowed 33.3. But the yards per game, 150-plus uh, yard difference. West Virginia has 513 total yards, while Tech has 364 total yards. If the defense can fix its mistakes that they had against Kansas, I, I know obviously it was better against Towson, but that's Towson. you got to be able to make stops. If the offense is explosive, I like WVU's chances. If the offense struggles somehow for the first time this season, Virginia Tech's going to win at home. Yeah, it'll be a big win. Or you know, for West Virginia, it'd be a big win if they can get a win down there yeah, in Blacksburg. Because you're back five hundred as well. That and going to Blacksburg on a night game, really hard to play, especially just because the atmosphere at the beginning of the game yep. that can rattle you. And you know, if you're JT Daniels, you've been in those situations before. You know, you've been in big games before, and I think that that could be a help for them uh, in this game tonight. But again, 4.30 pregame for the Mountaineer Sports Network. 7.30 coverage will begin. Uh, Thursday night football, Steelers versus the Browns tonight. The line for that game has the Browns favored by four. In this one, the over-under at 38 points. Uh, what do we think about this one, fellas? Um, it's a weird game to 
give a prediction for. I thought I was pretty high on what the Steelers were able to do week one against the Bengals, uh, but then losing last week to a Patriot team that I don't think is very explosive offensively and you only put up 14 points uh, does give you some some concerns heading into this one. But, of course, the Browns just lost to the Jets. So, uh, you know, what's your feeling toward them? Um, I I'm, I think the Steelers are going to win tonight, but I don't feel super confident either way. And I think WVU beats Virginia Tech, by the way, tonight. Yeah. Because Virginia Tech is 2-1, and one, but their wins aren't that impressive. I mean, Boston College is the best team they've played. Old Dominion and Wofford. They lost to Old Dominion. Wofford, not a football school. No, they're not FBS. They're FCS. Yeah, and you, I mean, you beat them, but it was close. Eh, it was twenty-seven them. to seven. So I Closer than close. what most teams against an FCS. I'd say. So I'd say you could. You, I mean, we'll see how legit the Virginia Tech defense is tonight. But yes. I think those numbers are a bit skewed based on their opponents. Yeah, so, I would tend to. Agree I like on the that. Steelers' chances tonight as well, just to give. Uh, my input, but it'll be interesting to see if the offense struggles again for the Steelers. If there's it? a short leash on Trubisky or not, yeah. do you go to Mason Rudolph? Let him. Fight. I don't know. We'll have to see. Will Garrett. Mason Rudolph be dressed? Is the question. I don't He's know. kind of their third string quarterback. Yeah, but somebody's got to be out there to fight Miles Garrett if things get intense. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, I don't know. I don't think that's going to happen. Uh. That'll do it for this edition of the Sports Mix. Again, tonight, uh, 5.45 pregame, 6 p.m. JV actions after 7 p.m. for the varsity action for some more EPAC volleyball as Martinsburg travels to Washington. You can tune into that on TV10, WRNR-TV on YouTube. Uh, but tonight on the radio, starting at 4.30, you can hear uh, the Mountaineer Sports Network pregame show with kickoff between Virginia Tech and Mountaineers for the Black Diamond Trophy set for 7.30 uh, thanks to Josh Sims, Spring Mills head coach, for talking with us today. Also, Dylan Bishop for coming on the show, talking to us about the volleyball matchup. Uh, but that'll do it for this edition of the Sports Mix. For Colin McLaughlin, Nick Verzellini, I'm Spencer Weiss saying so long. We'll talk to you tomorrow. 